little shunk. Uh, it is not a displeasing flavor to me. It at least is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just sweet oak. You're just yeah. sucking on sweet wood. Oh, God, yeah. that's going to make it on the end yeah, of the episode. Yeah. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to. But you probably should, and you probably are. And that's why we like you. And we like you for a lot of other reasons, too, like I said last time. But uh this week we are doing a just a normal episode no interview episode this week i'm excited to just do a normal episode i love me a good interview episode i love when we can have mark Taller or or nick taylor or other people on always a good time but i miss just shooting the breeze uh i miss just talking like we normally do so um here's some business this week uh comment on youtube we love that stuff hit us up on youtube we Write will something respond in the comments yeah, we'll probably very much respond. We will respond. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's the business for this week. So yeah, if you're, I mean, like, let me back up. If that's not the business. If you're, if you're not one to, you know, comment on YouTube, become someone who comments on YouTube. And, and just, yeah, just help us out. And always like the video if you can. Smash that subscribe button or whatever they say. Um, Little business it. on Secret Sampler too. If you're a Patreon supporter oh, yes. and you're in mm-hmm. the Secret Sampler this year, we did send out emails already. Check your junk folders. Check your spam folders. Mm-hmm. We tell you who you're paired with and who you need to scrap together some samples for. Yep. So, yep. That's the business this week. Here's the podcast. Brian, what's new, man? It's been like three weeks since we asked that question. So I know the last two episodes have been like, what's new? Or like, how's it going? And I'm like, it's good. Okay, no. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's bad. All right. And mm-hmm. now we're moving on to our interview. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever you ever see the meme? The meme that's like, um, that's like, uh, why is everyone always asking about up dog when they should really be asking about wrong dog? <laughs> was wrong dog (laughs) (laughs) anyway go ahead yeah no uh, last weekend um had a lot of fun uh there was a little get together for um a a local guy here down in tucson south of me has a youtube channel that's right and uh yeah his youtube channel is called your drinking buddy that's on youtube and uh so he had a young guy yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how old he is, but uh, he uh, he had a little get together where a bunch of us met at a restaurant where he's good friends with. I think he's like the head bartender at the restaurant. Restaurant oh, cool. is called Nana's Kitchen in Tucson. And so about uh, I think about 14 of us showed up and we were all sitting at a long table and the bartender poured a flight for us. And uh, there was some decent stuff in the flight. There were um, I, I haven't had much Widow Jane at all, but he mm-hmm. he poured Widow Jane 13. 13. Widow Widow Jane Vaults 15. Oh wow. Yeah. Elijah Craig 18. Oh goodness. <laughs> and uh I'm struggling to remember what the last one was, but it's something I wasn't familiar with at all. Was it like a 21 year? No, no. Um because you were going was, up in uh, age, so <laughs> I know, yeah. The the Elijah Craig 18 was first in the okay. in the flight. Uh so that's as it should he laid, be. He laid that on us. Yeah, I know, right? Or else yeah. you're not even gonna taste it by the time you get to the end. But well, also uh, it's like it's a letdown. Uh, usually, usually Elijah Craig 18 is a letdown. Totally That's was to me. me too. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, because I had gotten a bottle actually from Total Wine. Uh, mm-hmm. I got it back when it was one fifty at least. Oh, it's goodness. like two hundred now. Oh, but wow. uh, and it was like I felt like I was just drinking tea. I felt like I was yeah. drinking wood water. It, one uh, of the I will never. I mean, I know it's a single it's barrel, like ninety proof, right? It is literally ninety proof. Yeah, yeah. And I know the, you don't. It's not like an Eagle Rare ninety proof either. No, not at all. Yeah. It is a watery 90 proof and it is the mm-hmm. single barrel. So some might be better than others yeah. on different yeah, bottlings, so. but just it's not a risk I ever want to take anymore. Yeah. That that last one though was um, called High and Wicked. Have you ever heard of High I've and Wicked? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think and I think the bottling name was Jury. So it was High and Wicked Jury. Okay. Um, it was uh, it was dark. It was really nice. dark. I want to say it was cognac finished or okay. Uh, yeah, it was definitely finished, but I didn't write down what it was finished in. That's cool. But I, I think it was a little over hundred proof, and and that was like everybody's favorite of the night. Nice. That one was so good. Always makes Did, me wonder uh, though. There was uh-huh. there was one thing that Nick Taylor said. He said, uh-huh. "I can get anybody to like a bottle by putting it in a certain place in the lineup." Uh-huh. So and like we all knew that this was going to be like a pretty special flight. So uh, nice. it kind of seemed like maybe by the time we get to number four, we're like, it's number four. It's the last one. Totally. It's going to be so good. <laughs> yeah. It's like psychology. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Now, yeah. And you uh, got to hang out with Jim Mathwig, I imagine, while you were down oh, in Tucson. Yep. I did pop over, had a little errand to run, go drop something off at the father-in-law's house. Nice. But uh, oh, and I went to Del Bac mm-hmm. for the first time in my entire life. Nice. I did not get to meet Mark. Uh, Mark, did you get to meet um, Ada? Oh, I think so. Is Ada the dog. Who, the, who did the blend for summer? Ada's no, blend I'm talking about literally the dog. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think no. her name's Ada. <laughs> the, there were no dogs did blends at Del oh, She's so cute. She's like a a, a gray uh, Australian Shepherd. So cute. <laughs> uh there Shout were no out. dogs but there they do have a distillery cat that was a yeah that's right. i don't remember mm-hmm. what the cat's name was but yeah uh it's so funny i'm just so bad with names i assumed you were talking were you about thinking the daughter of the owner uh frankly i've not, not <laughs> all here. bets are off i have no idea no, no, no. it's all good <laughs> but there's a there's a master distiller down there uh who did this did the summer cut and nice. uh, that's what i was thinking of just as soon as you said a name my, my oh, brain was like totally did you meet dustin uh, while you were there dustin no uh okay. i met carlos carlos nice. um i'm not sure he's a distiller but uh he was mm-hmm. the guy that that mark had reached out to and said hey brian rapp's coming you gotta oh, give him dope. a tour and you gotta let him have a t- tasting and they gave nice. me a bottle of dorado to take home and nice. they were super nice super nice yeah they take good care of people so yeah, they and did yet, a we great. Still like them objectively. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, cool for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to see those fifty-three gallon uh, Pedro Jimenez sherry butts. Ah, that's so cool. Yeah, and I like the yeah, I mean, when no. we were doing the sampling. I was like, "Hey, so those barrels over there? Yeah, I was hearing about those barrels. So I was like, uh-huh. I was like, please take me over to those barrels.' <laughs> but that's but cool. they they didn't. Uh, I didn't get to like sample anything crazy or anything. So it's all good. Twenty sixteen. My wife and I drew drove from Colorado to Virginia to to move, and we stopped in Frankfort, Kentucky. And I reached out to a connection I have there, and and you know I at that time I'd been writing a blog, and the blog had done decently well. It wasn't crazy well, but it was good enough to get the attention of a few people at Buffalo Trace. And so I reached out. It was a Saturday that we stopped by, and I was like, "Hey, you know, uh, bro, like, can I shake your hand? Can I like say hi?" And uh, he was like, he's like, I won't be there because it's Saturday, 
but I will set you up with Freddie Johnson and Freddie Johnson will give you a, like your own tour. Yes. And, uh, and so it was awesome. We went to like warehouse H we went to warehouse X, which is so cool. I'm hearing the uh, X files. Yeah, no. So <laughs> warehouse X is like their purely experimental warehouse. It's very small compared to the other warehouses, but um, they were doing like infrared stuff. They were doing a ton of things and wow, uh, it was so legit. And we, we did like cool. a regular tour too, but then he like broke off and pulled out the golf cart and we like went around. It was so cool. So awesome. talk about fun tours that are special. I was like, yeah. that's just trying to be able that. Yeah. Not even a tour. That sounds like a bona fide tour. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> now, what do you say? I, I forget. I'm a, I'm a tour guy. I say tour. It's a tour mm. to me. I don't know why, but that's what I do. Tour what about you, though? What you been up to? It's been a while. Um, A lot of things. Last week, um, well, about three weeks ago, I signed up for a holiday market for to sell my jewelry. And so I like was cranking out pieces. I probably had like 60 to 70 pieces going into the market this past Saturday. And the market sucked. Mm. It was like, I couldn't sell. I only sold one piece at full price. Dang. The rest of it just had to be like, hey, I'll give you 20% off if you're interested. And like, oh, it, okay. it was terrible. So what I've realized over time selling my jewelry is my jewelry is worth more than other jewelry. Not not more than other jewelry. Like more than like, if if, if there's someone at the market that sells beads, I'm not going to sell at this market, if that makes sense. If they sell like beaded necklaces and bracelets and stuff, it's not my market because, oh. and so why I say that is because people go to those kind of markets, spend 20 bucks maximum and get a few fun things. But like my average price is like 50 plus for, for a right. piece. Yeah. And uh, more of a, more of a quality step up. Yeah. Yeah. And not I so have much had, just, yeah. Yeah, I've done like markets before where it's like I just made it killing because everyone else was really high quality fancy stuff. And uh and you were in the fact, more economy that, buy there, yeah. No, I was I was well no? I was, but then people walked up to me and they're like like the other sellers, they're like, You should raise your prices because you could sell exactly. at a market like this. Yeah. And uh not at the beat market. And not though. not because they were competing, they were just like, Hey, you could do that. Yeah. Um and so learned from that. I, you know, I made enough to basically break even, which was better than nothing. So, uh, but I still feel like I was under, or everything was so undervalued uh, for, yeah. you know, what I was selling it for. So yeah. um, learned from that. And then let's see. I, yeah, I won something on the lottery today. I only Ooh. put in two entries, one for my wife, one for me. And yeah. my wife's name was called, and we got a bottle of E.H. Uh, e. Taylor uh, rye, straight rye. Nice. And so I was, I was like, should I give this bottle to Brian? That I looked, <laughs> and you already had. We have like a shared uh, spreadsheet where the bottles we own and bottles we have open. Yeah. Like, no, he's already got one. So I have. I did else just get one. Mine. Yeah. Not oh, too long ago cool. at all, actually. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but uh, have you ever had one before? Oh yeah, yeah. I know you've had it before but have you ever had a bottle of vh taylor yes. right before mm -hmm. okay cool yeah cool. i forget where i got it i think yeah i can't tell you where but i remember having a bottle for a while I, in fact i still have the empty um ah. because <laughs> now you can get rid of that yeah exactly <laughs> You're not a big in empty keeper i don't know you I are those seems like bottles yeah. um especially eh taylor's special editions uh, Oof, like i won't yeah, right. i will never get rid of cured oak or seasoned wood 
Yeah. Um, and then antique collection bottles I'll hold on to. But otherwise, it's like it really has to be a strong one-off. Like the I only have one that's like not uh like really special, but it is really special. It's a uh Willet family estate seven-year rye Ooh. that I got in 2015 that just absolutely rocked me. It could have been the best rye I've ever had. Like it was nice. so good. Until today. Yeah, exactly. We'll find out. But um <laughs> Yeah, otherwise, uh, let me think. Like, it's just, it's, yeah, work's been good. I'm looking forward to Christmas. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Christmas in a moment before we get to the history, but really looking forward to spending time with family, uh, trekking out. We're going to Colorado for Christmas. Ooh, my wife nice. and I and kids, of course. Family's there. And yeah. Yeah. My, my, my parents live there these days. And, um, so, but I'm excited. It'll be nice to kind of split the, Split the love. Uh, some of them, uh, actually, no. Everyone's met uh, my daughter, my you know second daughter. Now that I think about it, but uh, it'll still be nice for to you know like have fun with everyone. You know, send the baby around. And um, Beck is really just learning now, like what Christmas is, and like can understand that it's not normal. Like Christmas is not your average day. Presents are cool. Um, mm -hmm. special on a day like this. And um, so I love that because like I said, I'm, a, I'm always a gifts guy and I love, I, I'm going to love her opening presents on Christmas morning and just being like, I get another one. And like, instead yeah, of right. just being like, not sure what's going on. Cause she's you know old enough now to figure out kind of what's going on. So yeah, for sure. That should be good. And then I'll eat some good food. Did I tell you I was dieting? Have I told you that? Yeah. I think last time we were we had a long episode, you said you were yeah. high scores. Yeah. I've lost 12 pounds in four weeks, which Dang. is really good for a diet. You lost um, like five the first week, didn't you? Yeah. So yeah, I just kind of kept up two or three pounds a week from there. And yeah. Um, so it can't yeah. be all salads though. Did did you do like a big like cutout soda kind of thing or something? Uh, well, yeah, everything that's like strong sugar, I, sugar or carbs, I really reduced. Um, oh, carbs, yeah, those are my favorite. Like, like, dude, they're the best. I like. I used to make a lot of sourdough bread. Yeah, and um, so I can't make them right now, even though I'm keeping the starter going, of course. But um, stuff like that, just cutting back on quite a bit. Yeah, and but the funny thing was is I put on so much weight from like Halloween time where there was like candy all over the place, and I would literally eat like ten mini sized candies and just be like, oh I'm not gosh. even full yet. So, <laughs> but it's been good. Yeah, like twelve pounds. I'm I'm actually I might make my goal weight by Christmas. Nice. Uh, so um, that's cool because I generally lack self discipline. No, 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 I can't say that. I actually have decent self discipline self-control on the other hand uh, in moments where you're like hey i could probably finish that you know jar of candy right now right that's right. a different story um yeah so but yeah and uh yeah so oh also today, today we both uh scored a, a big bottle yeah. literally Seven. what i was about to say yeah. <laughs> so yeah tell tell them about that yeah, yeah so I'll, today I'll, uh I'll found follow. north dropped their peregrine release mm -hmm. Uh, their first flight year are, minimum. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a new series of mm -hmm. bottles where it's the first in a series where it's yeah. age dated. It got a big old gold foil 20 on the front. It's got a cool. sweet bird with its wings open on the front. So mm -hmm. Google found North Peregrine P E R E G R I N E. Yeah. Yep. Per Peregrine. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's uh. So I was waiting. I was there. I was ready. It was mm-hmm. the. I was too. <laughs> the news ahead of time was that today it was going to drop, become available at noon my time, noon mm. Arizona time, and uh, so like two Eastern. So I'm ready. I got uh, I I've got, I got my email up, and for mm. when the marketing email comes in, I've got pages, web pages from Shared Pour up. Mm-hmm. I've got like the Found North collection up, which is a little weird. It didn't have Found North eight in there. You had to get to mm-hmm. Found North eight in a weird backwards way, but mm-hmm. that's fine. I had that up. I had their main whiskey bottles page up. I had a couple different web pages up where I had put in my own custom URLs, just trying to guess what their Mm -hmm. URL name for Peregrine was going to be so that I could just refresh those and see if a page goes live at any particular time. So 1159 rolls around one minute before, and I refresh the found North webpage uh, just to see like, okay, one minute to go, anything changed. And sure enough, boom, one minute early, the found North webpage had the big buy now button ready to go. So nice. I clicked on that and it took me through the process, but mm-hmm. there was sales tax. And I happened to know that shared poor doesn't have sales tax. I don't know if it's cause I'm in Arizona or what, but at least shared poor. I think it was cause I paid sales tax. Yeah. Uh, for, oh, from shared poor. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I think, so, yeah, in, but anyway, anyway, I was like, uh, I was like, well, okay. It's an extra, what it's an extra 10 bucks and this guarantees mm-hmm. I get it. So done bought it. And then, uh, and I pull my phone out real quick and I'm like, Cole, it's available on, and I had, uh, yeah, through their, by the time, through their main website. Yeah. By the time you had texted me, I was already in the process. Uh, and you were done within a minute of after the hour. Um, yeah. By when you texted me. Yeah. And I and, actually sat on it for about 30 or 45 seconds because I was like, oh, really? I really want to buy it through shared poor because there's no sales, ta- sales tax. Uh-huh. If I had waited, I think maybe oh, 15, another 20 more seconds, seconds yeah. it would have mm-hmm. been out. <laughs> By the time I had clicked on it, it said it's available, add to cart, check out, put in your card, credit card information, which you know was from Chrome, just set it up really quick. It was so quick that I put everything in, press go, and it said it's already sold out. Yeah. Uh, and sure so, enough, I'm, for real, it was 1201. I refreshed the web page mm-hmm. and it said out of stock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so you had told me and if without you, I wouldn't have done it. But you had told me that shared poor will probably do it as well. And so I kept refreshing and looking around shared poor and I couldn't find it. And then I'm like, well, why don't I? And I searched Peregrine and nothing showed up. And then like two minutes later, I searched Peregrine and there it is. And it wasn't advertised on their front page. It wasn't on like, you couldn't like find it. It wasn't, it wasn't on the in the URL page. that was like Peregrine or anything like that. Yep. And all the, you, the only way was... you could find it was by searching it uh, yeah, at the, the time. The URL and, was uh, literally copy like of batch slash eight copy of found North batch eight. That's that right. was the URL mm-hmm. for Peregrine. So like yeah. here I was trying to be all smart. And just mm-hmm. somebody and who ever created like, his webpage. <laughs> lucky as anything. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, I got on Shared Poor. So um, I basically, to be safe, I didn't want to mess around at all. I know normally these websites can ship to Colorado. Uh, so I just put in my parents' address in Colorado and I'll pick it up at Christmas. Uh, yeah. But I also did reach out. And I'm like, hey, just in case, if you do ship to Virginia, uh, um, maybe we nice. can change that address. But they haven't reached back out yet. So but, yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. We'll figure it out. Even if yeah. if not, I'll get it by Christmas. So nice. And looking forward to that. And I also grabbed uh found North had a couple single barrels through yeah, Reddit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through uh Reddit's barrel pick program run by this guy, um 
goes by the name of Take. At least I say Take. I don't know yeah, how anybody else says it, but T A T A K E. Um. Anyway, he did a couple blends with Nick, and mm-hmm. um, and there was like two hundred bottles in one blend, and like six hundred dollars, six hundred bottles in the other blend. Goodness. And uh, the one with like two hundred bottles sounds a lot like Batch Eight. Yeah, nice. notes uh some like deep red fruity notes, but mostly nice. really earthy tobacco stuff going on. So I was definitely getting that one. And then when it came down to it, I was like, well, hell, if I'm getting that one, I may as well try the other mm-hmm. one too. So I went ahead and grabbed both of those. <laughs> That's cool. Nice. Yes. Yep. I've been saving money and I actually had a lot, especially from Etsy sales, but I'm just like, if these kind of days keep going, uh, cause I also bought the, uh, EH Taylor rye, which isn't that much. It's only like 80 bucks. Um, but I was like, if like I had, since there were no drops in Virginia and there haven't been for like pretty much a month in, or two, mm-hmm. uh, but they say they're still going to do it. Uh, but there was literally one drop in the last month and a half. Um, and so, and none were near me of that one drop. Um, that being said, I've been saving a lot of money. <laughs> <'Cause> I'm not <laughs> right. throwing down a hundred or two hundred every week or two, right? Um, and so, uh, but I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna run out of money if I keep getting these things happen." So, but either way, yeah, I know. I found North Drops. Episode. So hard to say no to found North Drops, yeah. but the, they're like two hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's gonna be good though. But twenty, it, year, it, 20 it, to twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah, it lines right up too. I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, they say generally $10 a year and it was 20 year stated and it's $200 whiskey. Good the point. batch eight is 18 year whiskey and it's actually mm-hmm. 160. So yeah, a little yeah. on the value side of uh, $10 yeah. per year kind of thing. So yeah. if age stated whiskey is, is uh, your thing, then uh, mm-hmm. the value yeah. is there at least. And they're technically not available online anymore, but if you find them at a retail place, good luck. I mean, I would recommend probably picking one up. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's pretty good. So, yeah. yeah. What do you say we uh, take a break? We'll go back into some notes and then we'll get to the history. Sound Sounds good. good. Yep. All right. We'll be right back after this quick break. And we're back. This is exciting. So I have a few notes to get to before we get to the history. I wrote out a good few. Uh, we sent out the matches for Secret Santa this week, and I'm excited for how it's going to go. Uh, I can tell there's actually a lot of excitement uh, for those Patreon people who signed up. Maybe if this goes so well, which I have a feeling it will, we'll open it up to non-Patreon members next year. So we'll see how that goes. But um, don't forget, Christmas is coming. And this is the last warning on the podcast, because next week we're we're actually recording... Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, this is the last warning we're going to give uh, for people that are interested in gifting as well as potentially winning some bottles. Um, for those who have been part of the Chill Filter community for a while now know what that means. Uh, gifts are fun. And if you send either Brian or myself or both, uh, you're entered into random drawings like like a, get a bottle of Nika from the Barrel or Weller Antique 107. Uh, the person who sends the best gift wins a bottle too. For me, that's Blanton's Gold. And for Brian, that's Ode to Isla Batch 1. Uh, last year, our listeners absolutely brought it. And we had so much fun. Uh, this year, I'm hoping it's no different. And uh, we need, though, your gifts delivered by December 18th. No later than December 18th. 
hit us up if you need our addresses or if you have any questions this year. So uh, Instagram or chillfilteredpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we do have one more interview episode for the year. And we decided to air it next episode uh, before the Christmas episode. Normally, we'll do the Chili's Awards uh, after the Christmas episode. So, um, but interview is with the founder of a company called The Fifth Note, uh, and we'll be drinking a blended scotch from that was blended by a guy named Jim Murray. Do you did you know Jim Murray? Do you know who that is? I know the name. I definitely know the name, but I don't know history. So. So he is the guy who wrote like the whiskey Bible, the early whiskey Bible, and uh, who was canceled recently because he basically called whiskey sexy and that he'd take them home and treat them right or something like that. Yikes. Uh, sucks that he got canceled, but it reminds me of the good old song. I don't know who wrote the song. I, I forget who it is. It's like it's like some rap song or something like that or some hip hop something. But it's like. Try to find the words to describe this whiskey without being disrespectful. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's a song that Jim Murray should have listened to. But either way, we're gonna drink uh, a, a blend that he put together. And you know, I'm I'm a fan of giving people second chances. I don't know if the world's gonna agree with me, uh, but in this case, I would love to try Jim Murray's blended scotch next week. Uh, so we're actually yeah bringing on a guy named um, Carl uh, Schoen, I believe. And so he is the owner of the company that helped Jim Murray blend the scotch. And he's got other stuff as well. It's, and apparently he's a young guy. I have a, I have a feeling we'll have fun with him. Nice. Um, so that's, the, that's the, the notes to get to this week. Let's get into some history of what we're drinking today. I don't think we've yeah, mentioned what we're drinking Haven't even yet. mentioned. And we haven't talked about entry buzzes either. That's true. First of all, what are you entry buzzing on? I am entry buzzing <laughs> on. Did you see the cat go up back there? I did. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. Okay. YouTube listeners. Yeah, hopefully, got we'll us. get a show. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Keep going across the bridge. She's going around. She's going around. <laughs> yeah, look at that. She's going to go take a nap now, though. So, anyway, I am entry yeah. buzzing on a very interesting newish acquisition. Ooh. Old Carter, no Rye. way! How do you yeah, even dude. find Old Carter? <laughs> so I did a I did a trade for this one. The nice. o- only way for me to find Old Carter is to get it Seriously. from somebody not in Arizona. Yeah, it's like King of Kentucky or like or like Old Carter. It's like I don't even know where you find them. Like besides, yeah, right. Uh, do they even exist in stores? Yeah, seriously. I, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I uh, I did a trade for this. I don't remember what I traded, but um, I mean, value on this is around two two hundred two fifty. Um, okay. So, I mean, you could trade a Weller full proof or something like that for that. Yeah. If, if you were so fortunate to have so found something inclined. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, I knew I wanted to um, drink a, a, a big name rye, a, nice. a rye that people hold in high regard because of what we're drinking today, which I'll let you introduce after you tell me what you're drinking. Yeah. Well, is it good? First of all, the old Carter? It is good. Um, it, is good. it, I expected um, at, I just expected the thickest mouthfeel I've ever had (laughs) because uh, I've had old Carter bourbon and it, and it was, it was Mm -hmm. thick. It was, it was intense. It was Mm -hmm. amazing. But this rye is surprisingly a little more on the delicate side uh, than I expected. It is very, very good. I'm not at all saying it's bad. There's Mm -hmm. just some expectations thing here where it's a little, it's got, it's got some nice like caramel to it which is mm-hmm. a little interesting for a rye. Not a lot of ryes yeah. have that kind of deep caramel characteristic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a little caramel, but more on the like herbal and mm-hmm. lighter side. Intensity is nice. maybe like six or seven out of 10, whereas I expected like nine out of 10. Yeah, no, that's great. 
as you might have seen, I am drinking Wilderness mm-hmm. Trail uh, Bottle and Bond rye because uh, I wanted a rye that was like just good. And that is what Wilderness Trail puts out. I've never had a bad Wilderness Trail. And yeah, I am. Wilderness Trail is my favorite. It's hard to call them small time anymore now that they got yeah. bought out by uh, Campari. Yeah, Campari. I didn't know that. Oh, I did know that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. They paid a lot for them too. I don't remember what the what it was, but it was surprising. Because of them. Yeah, I know. And I'm sure they're keeping up their fermentation stuff on the side now that they've sold the business. So, yeah. But Campari is also who owns Wild Turkey, I'm pretty sure. Wild Turkey. Mm -hmm. And they are just destroying the value. Uh, I mean, like the next Master's Keep is like 500 bucks, I think I heard. True. That might just be a rumor. The Russell's certain things that are like yeah like three to five hundred bucks yeah russell singer single rick was like 300 or 350 mm-hmm. like they're just we'll see what see the 15 year is gonna be mm-hmm. yeah so anyway i uh i really hope they don't do that to wilderness trail because i'm totally. uh, i'm a big wilderness trail homer and i've like i've gone out of my way to get the special wilderness trail releases to yeah. like the six years and the I eight years that. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah you're the one that gave us the yeah the the older one the six year rye or whatever yeah, and I have uh, the weeded and the the high rye bourbon mm. uh, in the eight year format too now. Too. Their weeded bourbon is so good. Yep, and I've heard great things. I haven't opened the eight year high or the eight year weeded yet, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm nice. pretty excited too. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, let's talk about what we're drinking today. We are drinking Parker's Heritage, uh, specifically oh. the seventeenth edition, uh, twenty twenty three release. It's so Ten dark in your rye. hand there. It is, yeah. Want the light behind it yeah look at that Jeez. so um we'll talk about what makes it special surprisingly this isn't our first or this is our first rather parker's heritage we've ever done on the podcast i guess it's not too surprising it is a hard collection to get your hands on uh almost the status of something like old forester birthday bourbon or even some antique collection bottles uh, the brand is super special and different from both of those other releases though and we'll get into that but let's talk Parker's Heritage history. So Parker's Heritage uh, has been a thing for a while. In fact, this is the 17th edition uh, in 2023. It started in 2007 uh, to honor a man named Parker Beam. And we've talked about the Beams before on the podcast, plenty. A legendary family that goes back hundreds of years in the U.S. Uh, Jim Beam is a big deal in this country, and he's one of the patriarchs of the Beam dynasty. But not all Beams worked for the Jim Beam Distillery. We've talked about people like Elmo Beam, who worked for Four Roses, uh, or Seagram's, I believe, uh, at the time. Uh, but in fact, most of the Beam legacy these days uh, regarding the distillery is in the No family, N-O-E, uh, related to Beams by marriage. But we're not talking about the James Beam Distilling Company today. We're talking about Heaven Hill. Uh, and we're talking about a guy named Parker Beam, uh, who was whose great grandfather was a guy named Park Beam, P A R K Beam, uh, brother of Jim Beam, uh, who's already a who was at that point already a sixth generation distiller. Dang. Uh, so it's a big deal. Yeah, at that point, by the time Jim Beam was around, he was a sixth generation distiller. Wow. Parker started his career at Heaven Hill Distillery in 1960. Uh, and became master distiller in 1975, having the reins handed to him by his father, Earl Beam, uh, who was the master distiller. Uh, He's behind brands like Evan Williams, Elijah Craig, Rittenhouse Rye, and more. 
He was an absolute legend, just master distiller for pretty much 40 years. Uh, and he was forced into like a semi-retirement uh, soon before his death in 2017. He died after a long battle with ALS. Um, but 10 years before that, before 2017, in 2007, Heaven Hill announced a special release collection called Parker's Heritage, a yearly release uh, bottling to honor Parker Beam. And what makes Parker Beam or Parker's Heritage different than other collections like Buffalo Trace Antique Collection or Old Forester Birthday Bourbon is that unlike those, Parker's Heritage is extremely experimental. Every batch is extremely different. And I'm not just talking about proof or age like we might see with a BTAC or, or Old Forester Birthday Bourbon. Every release is often a completely different whiskey altogether uh, and a different goal altogether. Uh, the first release in 2007 was actually a few releases, uh, all cast strength bourbons, about five batches, ranging from 121.4 proof to 129.6 proof. The second release, get this, the second release was a 27-year-old bourbon, uh, which is crazy. That was in 2008. Other famous releases, uh, I don't, but it's probably I'll, easy to find. I'll Google it while you keep going. Yeah. Second, yeah, the other famous releases were in 2013. There was something called uh, Parker's Heritage Promise of Hope. It was a 96 proof 10 year bourbon that was apparently fantastic and very hard to find. Uh, even then, in 2014, they introduced their first non bourbon, it was a wheat whiskey. And in 2015, they did a malt whiskey. Next year, 2016, they did a 24 year old bourbon. In 2019, they released their first rye, and it was a eight-year heavy char rye. Uh, last year was a double-barrel blend of bourbons at 132.2 proof, and this year is a 10-year cast-strength rye. So let's get into what we're drinking today. Did you figure it out? I did. Uh, the 27-year bourbon was 98.6, 96 proof. Okay. Okay. So yeah, not, not too high, understandably, but not too high. And I did also search for the 24 year bourbon, which was a hundred uh -huh. proof, hundred on the Okay, dot. cool. Oh, that's good to know. Um, I wonder what like old blowhard was proof. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Uh, 90.7 proof. And that was, that's, uh, mm. what is it? Orphan barrel for you. Orphan like, barrel. They like, have old stuff. Never like super high proof usually. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Parker's Heritage 10-Year Rye Cash Strength, 17th edition, pulled from only 142 barrels and a low rye, rye whiskey mash bill, 51% rye, so the minimum there, 35% corn and 14% malted barley. The proof is 128.8, and like I said, it's a 10-year, but this is actually a huge deal for, um, for Heaven Hill as it is its longest aged rye in their whole portfolio that they've done. So this is very special. Uh, Non-chill filtered. Hey, that's not the name of the podcast. Boo. Uh, I got this at retail at 185, but do you know what this might be running on the secondary? Maybe 300? Yeah, on uh, local, it's like uh, 400 or so. so. Oh, wow. Yeah, 400, maybe like 425 national. Nice. I'm excited. Let's drink. This is uh, this is maybe uh, top top whiskey of the year that I've been excited to try. Oh yeah, 
Well, if the cork pop shows anything about how good the whiskey is, it'll be the lamest <laughs> cork pop of the of the year. Maybe it's just modest. It's just yeah, you know, yeah. that's it's it. So yeah, good. It's, it it doesn't need to be so so rambunctious about yeah uh, the cork pop. But yeah, I uh, I'm a as I've probably said a million times, I'm a big rye guy, and mm-hmm. this has been one of the top ryes of the year from what I've heard. So I'm extremely I've seen really good reviews. Rise. Yeah. Speaking of really and, good reviews. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man, Fred Minnick had really good things to say about Elisha Craig C923. Did you hear that? Oh, really? No, but I got to yeah. get me a bottle. Yeah. I, um, who? Yeah. I, that, I, I, yeah, since, since they changed the bottling or at least the, the bottles of Elijah Craig barrel proof, I haven't like ever been like, oh, this is my Elijah Craig barrel proof right here. So maybe this will change it if I try that one. So I did a little tasting. Um, somehow there was a store that, that had some C920s laying around uh, mm-hmm. about a year, year and a half ago. So I grabbed a C920 just cause it was older than anything else yeah, I ever seriously. had. And apparently C920 is one of the better batches. Uh, oh, cool. I did did some blinds and C920 definitely wins for having more sweetness and less than C923. It even beat C923 really? for me. So really? I do like C920 more than C923. I have some batches, some closed batches. I guess I, I probably have them on our database. Um, but I have a few that are from 2018 or i have one that's from 2018 i think the other oh, one's wow. from 2021 dang um and the thing is that i just don't want to open it because it's like so old now um let me look nah, you gotta gotta open it gotta do it yeah no, what else are you gonna thing. do with i it? gotta find a well what i might do i'm not one to like that kind of bottle i'm not gonna like sell or trade or anything but right. i feel like if i wait a few more years Opening that at like a bottle share will be pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like a six-year-old, especially a dated bottle. You're totally right. It that it will only get cooler mm-hmm. as it gets older. But yeah. even now, I mean, even now, yeah, five it was five, five years, plus ago. years old. So yeah. mm-hmm. e- even if you had a bottle share now with people who would dusty. appreciate it. Yeah. You say uh dusty on the nose? No, uh just oh, like basically a, a five-year-old bourbon is dusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, but this is the nose on this. I'm getting like leather and like mm-hmm. deep, rich cherry, like a, actually, yeah, almost like a chocolate covered cherry. I wouldn't call this one like super bright on the nose. Um, it's not a bad thing though. Um, it's it's a you can smell like a depth of oak to it. Um, yeah, there is something to this that is. Um, yeah, this is not what I expected. I expected a little more candy on the nose. This isn't candy. It's more oak to me so far yeah. on the nose only. Yeah, I'm drinking out of my my brand new Delbot Glencairn. Nice. Here. It's so, not a weed so, you know, Glencairn. I'm getting, getting good nose notes now that I'm not nice. getting my weird uh, <laughs> old Glencairn notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, this is... I feel like, like when I was looking through it, I don't know what the char level is on this, John, but I have a feeling it's like sort of like a heavy char like the other one. And what I've heard is this is possibly older stock of the heavy char from 2019. Uh, the heavy char from 2019 was a rye? Yes. Okay. Can uh, 
the the one two years ago was an eight year ride, and this one's a ten year ride. Do we know? No, if no, it's no. The that same? was the heavy char. It was a. It was oh, a nine, it was, was an eight year heavy char ride. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yep. for some reason thought they. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. The uh, was, I am uh, getting a little dill uh-huh. on the nose now, or not? Not dill. Um. Uh, I don't know. A little bit of rye spice. Mm-hmm. Funky herbal, a little bit, but I do really like my chocolate covered cherry note on the nose. What does that remind me of? <laughs> okay, so really interesting. Very sweet. Especially on the finish. Really good. But this reminds me of a Booker's. Yes. Like a like a Booker's bourbon. Not the Booker's rye, which is amazing. Have you ever had the Booker's rye? Oh, my God. You have had the Booker's rye? Yeah. When I worked at that uh, bar, they had it on the shelf. And I was like, well, I got to know if I can, if I can uh, you know, recommend it. It was glorious. Yeah. I'm sure. The uh, Did you, uh, well, now that we're on a tangent, um, the mm-hmm. special thing about that Booker's rye, mm-hmm. that it was like, literally the last thing that freddie no ever distilled or something like that that's so cool there's something very very special about that like it's the only rye he ever distilled or it's the last one or there was something very like sentimental we'll probably not get another booker's rye well they probably will knowing jim beam but it won't be as special so this finish is still going we've been talking this whole time and uh, are you are you seeing what i'm saying though about the bookers yeah, there's a okay. there's a bourbony. the The heaviness of this is bourbony. Yeah. It's uh-huh. uh, I'm it, getting it slight peanutty, like very yeah. oaky, uh, but not in a bad way. Oaky. Like I usually am very sensitive uh, to oak, but this is a yeah. It reminds it's good though. Like that that yeah. note that I'm mentioning is still good. And this is unlike most rides that I've had. I was very much expecting a hard candy brightness. This is not that, but it's still good. Yeah, I really like it. And um and yeah, I uh it is it is a little dill on the nose, but like a normal rye kind of dill, a, a rye that's going to be a little herbal. But that uh it's got so much like bourbon weight yeah, to it before. too. Mm-hmm. And uh and I am getting a little cherries, like a like yeah, a dessert 100%. cherries, like a decadent mm-hmm. cherries on the palate. Yeah. I've had this before. Not not like legitimately, but I've tasted something just like this is so reminiscent of other whiskey or at least one other whiskey that I've had. Yeah. Um and the closest I can get to it, it is like is a Booker's. Um there is slightest of peanutty notes. It's like as if Booker's made a rye that was 51% rye and then did everything else like they normally do Booker's. That's what I'm getting from this. I get that peanut totally i get that peanut but i get it like immediately mm-hmm. it's like first three seconds of the palate and then it starts to kind of fade away yes that i agree with there, that like yeah right away. and then the the finish is like really nice and sweet yeah well uh yeah a little bit of rye spice but more sweet mm-hmm. than anything on that finish and it lasts so long mm-hmm. so long yeah i'm actually gonna double down on that note for those listeners who are wondering if i'm unsure this is the rye equivalent of Booker's, which is a good thing. It's actually better than normal Booker's. Like I would say any good Booker's, this is better than for the most part. I haven't had pigskin batch, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hear people talk about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Charlie's this past Charlie's one was pretty good, but uh huh. I don't oh, know. Don't know if it was pigskin worthy, but wait, yeah. was Charlie's the drink along or was that something else? No, the drink along P- was pinkies. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, this is really good. Yeah. I think I might take one more sip and then go water. I'm a little not worried. Um, I am like a little bummed because I was kind of hoping for a hard candy beast. Yeah, um, this is and I not love hard candy, candy rides. Yeah, yeah, this is more of like a. It's also not MGP. <laughs> yeah, true. Which true, is true. kind of king of hard candy notes. To yeah, me at least. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you, especially that 95.5. Um, I mean, heck, even what was it? Del Bach, their first batch of Sentinel was like hard candy. It was only like, what, yeah. two years? Yeah, so. I think it was a little closer to three. The first batch. Okay, cool. At least, yeah. Actually, Um, it makes sense because that's what Mark told me after. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, I absolutely, without a doubt, can say if you see this at a bar for a price that you're willing to 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 spend money on, it's worth your curiosity. If you have, if you already had curiosity about this, and you see it at a bar, and it's reasonably priced. This is a buy for sure. Because it is a super unique experience that you're oh, not going to get with, sure. with it. There's no other bourbon we or rye we could recommend to sub in for this. This yeah. is unique. There's nothing. That's a really good point because, yeah, when I'm thinking about what this tastes like, I don't think of rye at all. I think of bourbons and like decently aged and oaked bourbons too. Same kind of nose on the with the water pour. Just added water. A little bit more vapory, but everything yeah. else is mostly the same. It's okay. uh nice oak. Sweetness is there. I have a good feel about this pour. Might might open it up a bit. Yeah. Hmm. We've had a, a lot of high ratings lately. I'm a little we worried. Have. It's like because this is I'm already starting to think about rating, and this is so solid all around and everything but it's not quite i can't just immediately say it's hubba to what to me it's very very good yeah yeah i was i was actually formulating my rating a little bit based on the neat pour and i'm like this didn't break nine yet so that's exactly what i was thinking yeah Mm -hmm. which is which is funny because everyone's praising this too yeah yeah and we've been all happy with our nine plus ratings lately but uh and then now for Parker's Heritage 10-year ride to come in sub yeah. nine. Is well, when we funny, drink but... Sazerac 18, followed by Foul North Batch 8, followed by Ode to Isla. Yeah, it's hard to <laughs> hard to go south on nine. Right, right. Maybe we're just spoiled this time. And we're just like, eh. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it is super unique though. If there was yeah. a uniqueness score, this would be maybe would be five out of five ones. or mm-hmm. 4.5 out of five or something. Yeah. I get what you mean about the nose though. I got a water added nose here and mm-hmm. and it's basically the same i like now that my mind's on bookers all i can smell is bookers like a lighter so right like a lighter slightly spicy bookers yeah. on the nose at least yeah uh i just took <laughs> excuse me just took a <laughs> sip with the water um and it is better no, 
It's about the same. Not the same notes, but about the same good level. Uh, I don't know which I like more, water or neat. Uh, but I will say the finish lasts a little longer with the neat pour. Okay. Yeah, that's rolling yeah. in for me now. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I am getting more classic rye notes with water. I'm not getting... Uh, when I was talking about how close it was to bourbon earlier, I'm getting less bookeriness mm -hmm. and and more traditional rye stuff with water uh, with a slightly shorter finish. I might yeah. like the water a little more though, because it's like it's what I expected and it's what I wanted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's less unique. I'll give it that though with the yeah. water because it's more just like the rye you expected it to be. So so after two or three sips with the water, I have decided I like the neat pour better. There's this weird um syntheticness to the uh finish with after a few sips. Not a not a terrible thing. I just prefer it neat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's super unique. Yeah. Herbal I have a feeling ice powder. is gonna kill it though. Like make yeah. it terrible. I know. I'm gonna do a tiny little pour for ice. Yeah, you only got two ounces. <laughs> I waited in oh, yeah. line for five hours for this bottle. That is just what I was gonna say. Yeah. I couldn't remember what the what the full story was. This was not a lottery win. This was a no. This was a wait in line. Put win. in some put in some effort. Yeah. Luckily, well, this was I, one I of the best things me. to win that day, right? Yes, especially at my location. I say when the but... only other, <laughs> yeah, 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 the <laughs> that day I think there was, yeah, this was this was one of the best of of the yeah. whole day. Yeah, uh, for me personally, I remember looking at the list, thinking it was the it was what I absolutely yeah. number number there was one was one mine, other thing. Might have been they at first they put up the list and Mr. Sam was on it and I was like. It's a row down. I don't even like Mr. Sam, but a $250 bottle that's, you know, that's that crazy. Right. I, that. I don't know if Mr. Sam's still $250, though. Back when batch one came out of Mr. Sam, I got two bottles. I remember you saying that. Yeah. And you know, you know how much that goes for now, right? Oh, it's like two grand at least. Yeah. Nowadays things are really cooling down now. Maybe somebody uh -huh. wouldn't wouldn't be able to sell it for more than like 1750 or something now. People will try to list it for two grand, but nothing's yeah. moving. Do you know what the funny thing was? Is I was like wanting couldn't to drain it away. so bad, couldn't give them away. Because no one knew the reputation yet. Right. And uh and having two of them, I didn't even I didn't even drink either of them. I traded both of them, but they were like hard to trade at the time. How did you get them? Were they like, lottery. you just walked into a Maybe store and they were lottery. just right there? No, I signed up for the lottery and me and my uh, mother-in-law or something like that both won one. So Nice. Okay, nose is so very sweet. This is weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the nose, yeah. Actually, yeah. I am smelling really sweet oak. Uh, at first, I was just thinking sweet, but now that you said oak, I'm like, yeah, sweet oak for sure. I got to drink this before it dilutes too much, so. Uh-oh, big shake of the head from Cole. Uh, it's not as bad as... Okay, the finish redeemed it a little bit. It's not my... Not my favorite. It's all it's all oak on the palate with ice. Yeah. It's all oak. It's not... 
necessarily like over oaked it's just all i'm tasting is yeah yeah no i don't like it with ice i would probably never drink it again with ice i definitely would never drink it again with ice but uh it is not a displeasing flavor to me it at least is Mm -hmm. um it's it's just sweet oak you're just yeah sucking on sweet wood oh god that's gonna make it on the yeah it will the episode yeah 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 4440. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, sucking on that sweet oak. Uh, or did you say wood? I did say wood. Yeah, that's even worse. I could have put oak in and maybe it wouldn't have hit so yeah. suggestively, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna forget this pour completely because it is not that great. Yeah, I actually, that, have that, a rating in mind though. I'm almost there. The finish is is bitter for sure. It's mm. uh, there's bitterness to the sweet oak on the finish with ice. Yeah, not that that needs any more discussing. Finish this pour. Right is the, that's all ice? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, pour it in a sample bottle. Send it my way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> It'll be worth it. Um. Yeah, I didn't love that. Yeah. But the neat pour was the best for me, yeah. and it was pretty okay. good. Okay, I, one, I have a one last Glen Cairn. I'll pour a little okay. neat here. No, you're good. I always kind of like to redo the favorite pour one last time again. That's actually a good idea. Actually, hell, I'm gonna just yeah, I'm gonna finish this. No, no sense in keeping Yolo one bottle. Yeah. For a uh, uh, something I've been waiting to taste for five months or however mm-hmm. long ago this came out, when I was really excited about it. Um, it didn't quite live up. It didn't Same. quite live up yeah. to what I wanted it to be because I've waited so long to taste this. I mean, I mm-hmm. maybe I could have gone to some bar and tried it three, four months ago. I don't know. But um, yeah. I had built this up in my head so much that like yeah. it's probably going to affect the score a little bit. Mm-hmm. It is very solid. There is nothing displeasing about the best pour of this yeah. at all. I agree. But... It's just like I kind of it's like how I was with the old Carter. Man, maybe I picked a good entry entry buzz too. Because yeah. the old Carter I for some reason had insane expectations for, and it just like hits like a super solid standard thing. Although, okay, I will say I do like the Parker's Heritage 10-year rye more than the old Carter rye. Yeah. Because there is more gravity, there's more intensity to it. Uh it it um there's way more flavor to it. Yeah. It's more on the big and bold side than the delicate side. Yeah, for sure. So did you give it a score yet? Nope. I was just rattling on. I was hoping you'd give a score no, while good. I take one less. No, step. I'll give it a score. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with you. This has flavor. And that's amazing. To get a rye with so much different flavor than normal. Um, Like I said, I was expecting like, I don't know, like. Uh, heck like even like a uh what wilderness trail uh, barrel barrel proof rye uh i was expecting something that was like gonna yeah just be a hard candy throughout Uh, and this wasn't still good like i said better than most bookers um i'm gonna give it an 8.75 i liked it I thought it was great, but not much more than great. It's different. I will. Though, so I'll give yeah. it that. 
it is different it is unique um i just was finding any reason why i might want to bring it up to 9.0 territory and i just can't Uh so it will remain at 8.9 for me i like it it is just below nine i it it if i didn't even know what this was it it might have hit me better my expectations might be getting in the way a little bit uh because it is it is fantastic all around but it's not blowing your mind it's not hubba to what yeah Yeah. right just the the best word for it hubba to what uh it does not quite reach hubba to what status so it is a little bit of a sub to what sub to what yeah that's right it is Mm 8.99 repeating yeah okay so it is equivalent to nine no (laughs) no (laughs) then change your answer i will put (laughs) together a mathematical proof of how they are the same number (laughs) (laughs) i know exactly what you're talking about uh yeah okay 8.9 fine okay cool no that's good all right now that we've talked about ratings maybe buy yourself a bottle maybe ah maybe try it at a bar first oh well to be clear i would 100 percent pay 185 dollars for this okay i would okay. definitely pay 185 dollars for this i'd definitely pay 200 dollars for it because some store in phoenix phoenix is always a little more expensive they round up i'd pay yeah. 200 for this but i would not pay 400 for this 400 is the same as eh taylor barrel proof i think i'd rather have eh taylor barrel proof instead of this Mm -hmm. yep i you know if it didn't have the clout that parker's heritage has i would not pay 180 for this i would pay 80 for this but the fact that it is eye candy on the shelf helps me pick this for 180 and i mean like like when people come over they'll be like oh you have a parker's heritage i'm like 17th edition baby (laughs) and then they'll be like can i try it i'll be like heck yeah so yeah that's kind of where i feel like love to share yeah yeah this is a very good shareable high clout bottle so so uh now that we've talked about that i think it's time for our next segment of the show that we like to call whiskey world news All right, welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for Whiskey World News. Today's article is titled Understanding Hungarian Oak. Ooh. Yeah, in honor of Found North releasing their Peregrine bottle today. Uh, We all know Found North loves Hungarian Oak. So I wanted to read this article called Understanding Hungarian Oak, written by someone named Sebastian Giraldo. Giraldo. Giraldo from a website called tastehungary.com. Ooh. Tastehungary.com. I'm pretty sure this is an old article. I'm pretty sure this is from years ago, but as we discussed previously, science is timeless, and we are going to be discussing how sweet Hungarian oak is today. So paraphrasing from the article it's no longer a secret that hungary is a great wine producing country but it is not widely known that hungary is also a big producer of high quality oak barrels hungarian oak has been used for making wine barrels for centuries but wineries have only been emphasizing it as an important feature of their wines for the past few years They say that Hungarian oak barrels give a different taste profile than American or French ones, and Hungarian oak is used in California, South Africa, Italy, and even France. 
barrels made with European oak are usually more expensive than those made with American wood. The difference in price is due to the percentage of usable wood, of which European oak has less. European oak has to be wedge split along its grain, while American oak can be split using a saw. This means that only 20 to 25% of European oak can be used for barrel making, whereas 50% of an American oak can be used. So twice as much usable wood out of an American tree than European. Trees that come from cooler climates have a finer grain than those grown in warmer ones. A finer grain allows less oxygen contact and usually means a Mm -hmm. subtle, more elegant oak influence. And that's with the finer grain. Hungary has two oak forests where most of the raw material for barrel making comes from. Mexic and Zemplin. The Mexic forest is in southern Hungary, surrounding the Sexard and Villainy red wine making regions. It has fertile soil and a warmer climate than Zemplin. It is planted with both Quercus rober and Quercus patria. The barrels made with oak from this forest usually give sweeter notes and a lighter flavor influence than those from the Zemplin forest. Hmm. But now the Zemplin forest usually gives the best oak for barrel making. So the Zemplin hills surround the Tokai region. So, uh, and I've seen this word around a lot, that Penelope had a Tokai cask. And I did did look up the pronunciation of this. I used to always say Tokaj, but it's T-O-K-A-J, and it is apparently pronounced Tokai. So the Zemplin hills surround the Tokai region in northeastern Hungary, which has uh, rocky volcanic soil. Uh-huh. The climate is colder, winters are longer, and the average altitude is higher than the Mexic forest. Huh. This makes the trees grow slower, creating a tight grain, which is the mm. secret of success, which allows wines and whiskey to mature slowly and longer in the barrel without being overly oxidized. Of the oak in Zemplin, in the Zemplin forest, 95% is Quercus patria. It is believed that barrels made of Zemplin Quercus Patria give wine silkier tannins in comparison to barrels from the same type of oak in, say, a French forest. Hmm. So what do you think of that uh, Hungarian oak in the uh, found north barrels? I So I actually thought, like, when, when Nick was talking, I just assumed that it was, like, just fresh Hungarian oak. Do you think it was finished like or at least used hungarian oak i imagine well that's a good question like wine yeah i don't know and actually now that you mention it for found north for their well no no no. it was finished in hungarian oak but i guess i don't know if they were reused barrels yeah yeah we should ask nick that is a good question all that to say i'm a fan of the quercus alba the white (laughs) oak the oak that aged such things like eagle rare 17 George T. Stagg, Parker's Heritage, and stuff like that. I don't know. Like, I would really need to like hone in on it. The thing about the thing about Found North is that there's a lot of barrels in play. And do you, do I think I could hone in on what Hungarian oak tastes like? Nah, I don't think so. Not with not with like twenty plus or eighteen plus year whiskey, um, and a mixture and blend of of certain barrels. Uh, that being said, though, I would love to hone in on it. I have honed in on things like French oak before. Um, 
but something's telling me that I don't really know what Hungarian oak even tastes like yet or like what it, what it presents. So the, the impression that I get from this is that with the tighter grain causes Mm -hmm. less oxidation, oxid, Mm -hmm. oxidation, oxidization. Mm -hmm. We all know what I'm talking about. Oxidation. We, uh, so it's more of a flavor that's supposed to soften the edges rather than be Mm -hmm. something to be distinguishable on its own. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it, like if done right, Hungarian oak is supposed to give you a nice, sweet, oaky flavor that mm-hmm. wouldn't cause something to be over oaked like we yeah. all know you hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. So in order to go the extra mile and get an oak that allows your product to sit in it for longer and not become overly oxidized, you have to pay I don't know, probably twice as much for it because there's only half as much usable wood in each yeah. European old climate. That's tree a good point, there. too. That's something I had learned from that article was that American oak, you can basically just split and like make it work. Yeah. Uh, or rather the other way, you can cut it and make it work. The other one was you have to split it uh, along yeah. the grain. But um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. 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 Any thoughts yourself? beyond what you said i uh i dig it i dig i dig how found north uses it i uh i think you know if i'm picking up on it correctly uh-huh. it's softening all the hard edges it's making a nice silky smooth flavor rounding mm-hmm. it out with a sweet wood flavor that's not itself overly pronounced yeah. and not overly oxidized and it allows for you to say age a product up to 20 years or many more years and an older product without making it uh, become overly oxidized so i like that sounds good to me do we have last week's or the following or the week's results yeah yeah it's been a while uh, yeah if i can figure out instagram i definitely can but i'll tell you what i can do i uh Uh i'm looking to i what i can't figure out is people's responses for the uh for the btac bottling of mashbill number two and we'll skip it there well i will say the vote though Uh uh-huh the vote for what would you name a btac bottling of mashbill number two uh-huh. It was between Albert Bacon Blanton and Freddie Thumbs Up Johnson. Nice. Freddie Johnson won. Freddie Johnson really? came out ahead with a 60-40 vote. He did. Freddie Thumbs Up Johnson for a BTAC bottling. But I blame <laughs> your wife voted. She so, did. You noticed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believe it or not, I didn't ask her to. I swear. I swear. And- so we had someone that voted that works at Sazerac, and she yeah, said Freddie Johnson. The PR manager from Sazerac yeah, voted uh-huh. Freddie Johnson. I was so, like, good for her. Yeah. So Maybe she boom, knows. Maybe she's got some inside scoop. Yeah, boom shakalaka on that one. Seriously. Yeah. So, And the, the last seven votes went your direction. I might oh, have yeah. won. Yeah, I probably would have won if it hadn't been for That's cutting funny. off the time. Yeah, I had to c- call in the reinforcements towards yeah, the end there. Seriously, that's what happened. But uh, the most previous question that we sent out uh-huh. to listeners was, "What whiskey did you drink on Thanksgiving?" So we got a couple a uh, couple answers in. Got a got an answer in from Bry Rep, which is me. 
Hey, uh, I uh, opened the George T. Stag. Well, I didn't open it, but uh, I, I uh, had a little more of the George T. Stag and my mom sipped it too. I, uh, I handed it to her and she's not at all. She doesn't have anything uh -huh. to do with alcohol, but I handed it to her and she's a little hard of hearing. And I was like, here, smell this, sniff it. And she didn't hear me say, smell it, sif, sniff it. She's like, wow. So, <laughs> so she sniffed it and she was like, like a dragon, like, <laughs> like the, you could see the fire coming out of her mouth. That's funny. Like, My mouth is on fire. And I was like, well, <laughs> well, if you had listened, really... <laughs> Sharon or whatever, Sharon, no, no. All right, so uh, Dramhound hit us up. Dramhound said, typically I go the cliche route and I drink wild turkey, but this year it was Wilcott and Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Marco NAZ said, wild turkey rare breed. Whiskey drinking panda said, Taluna 2023 Old Saints Keep. You ever heard of that? Sounds That's new fancy. to me. No. No, I know. Taluna, Taluna. Taluna. Paul Clarkson, Paul Clarkson wrote in and said, Russell's Reserve store pick. Good choice. And Kilted five one eight says Miles old Miles Ferguson says old Forester hundred rye while I was smoking the turkey. He's good at smoking those butts. You know smoking what I'm saying, Miles. So yeah. Anyway, if it's a turkey butt or a pork butt. Oh sure, okay, butt, fine. Yeah. Clarify that. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Rolling into uh, this week's what whiskey yeah. would you choose though? You ready for yeah, this? Yeah, I I am ready. Once you you know hold off for a moment. Okay, so yeah, mine is um, so mine could be described in a very in multiple ways, but basically, what is a bottle that you are prep that you will always prep to have on your shelf? Meaning that if you're running low on this bottle you're going to seek out to buy a new one before it's even done or like right after you finish it, you're going to go buy a bottle. There's got to be at least one on your shelf. That is that bottle. Uh, that's somewhat available, uh, but that you always want to um, have on your shelf. So, yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. So <clears throat> I was going to say found North batch eight, uh but you clarified you a little can't bit really there. buy that again yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> you gotta always have it on yourself i'm not yeah. always gonna be able to find found north batch eight mm -hmm. because i did legitimately turn around and buy another found north batch eight oh, that's so cool how good it was and i've been mm -hmm. sharing it with so many people i that's took cool. it to a fire pit thing last night with some friends Ooh, nice. my found north batch eight only has like a third left good for you that's how it should be <laughs> that's how it should be but anyway, uh, so since I can't always find Found North Batch 8, what I will say is Knob Creek 12. Okay. Knob Creek was one of my first loves in whiskey. It had that peanut flavor that I honed yeah. in on that I love a lot. And mm -hmm. that 12-year age statement just makes it so smooth, so sweet. So every time I run out of a Knob Creek, Knob, yeah. Knob Creek Knob 12, Creek. <laughs> I always go buy another one. I like that. Um so myself, I'm going to go with the old trusty here. Um, I don't, it just doesn't feel right if my shelf doesn't have a Buffalo Trace on it. And it's not super easy to find, but I also have like a few backups. But I'm never going to like hold on to a bottle of Buffalo Trace. You know what I mean? Like if I have backups, they're going to the shelf once I'm done the next bottle. 
Right. Sometimes you have backups because you're like, man, this is hard to find and I might never find it. This is not Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace is like just a good go to for, you know, when you need like I will mix Buffalo Trace. I will drink it straight. I will drink it neat. I will drink it on ice. That was your I answer for a Buffalo favorite old fashioned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I am happy to make a old fashioned whiskey sour. Heck, I could make a Sazerac with Buffalo Trace and be happy. Um but yeah, I always have a Buffalo Trace on my shelf. So that is my answer. Uh, in terms of next week, like I said, we have an interview episode, but we want to put it up to a vote this week. Uh, we have two bottles uh, that are um, that we might want to do and for Christmas, for the Christmas episode. Uh, one of them is Paul John Christmas Edition, specifically from 2020. So, you know, it's like festive. It's all that stuff. And then secondly, um, we what was the one you were looking at? The rare yes. character, Rye and Amberana. That's right. Casks. So yep. that Amberana cast gives it a nice nutmeg cinnamon finish and everything. Ooh, so it's a, it's a nice Christmas, Christmas spice, spice right? Yeah, I love it. So, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to send us a gift, I'm going to shamelessly ask for that. Uh, but make sure you get it in by the 18th. Uh, win yourself a bottle if you go hard. Um, or if you don't go hard and just get lucky. Uh, any other thoughts, Brian, before we start the hopes? No, I'm good. It uh, should be a good lead up to the Christmas season. I'm excited. Uh, I'll tell you all about my New York trip when I get back. I'm going Ooh. there next week. Actually, when you, you hear too. this, I'll well, be kind of get getting ready to go. But uh, I'll have a lot of a uh, lot of fun things to talk about about New York when we get back. And um, and I hope that you have a great time figuring out your secret sample samples and your yeah. Christmas gifts and everything. Yeah, me too. I hope you have a good time. Have you have you decided on what you're sampling? sampling oh no i haven't who you're sending it to yet so i've got the secret sampler thing i've got this whole other thing going on where i'm I'm sending some other friends a bunch of samples and stuff i gotta i have so much samples sample swaps to figure out that uh, i'm gonna have to spend a whole afternoon just pouring samples here coming up that's kind of cool so i hope i have a have an easy time figuring out what the heck i'm gonna pour my secret sampler well i hope that I have a fun time in Ohio next week. I got a work trip. Um, so we'll be both out of town next week. But uh, Ooh, I hope when you're in Ohio, you hit up a couple stores and see what's going on over there. Oh, yeah. If I can get some Weller out in Ohio, that'd be fun. Yeah. So apparently yeah. it's easier to find in the Ohio land. So I will I 100% be checking out some stores out there. Nice. Uh, but I hope I have good luck. And I hope I can still find I'm still figuring out what I'm going to send you for christmas uh bottle wise i've already sent you a actually has it arrived yet i've gotten one thing from you okay yeah so yeah besides that uh there's a <laughs> bottle to come and, well i uh, hope i hope you don't yeah. sweat too much about it because it is uh it's supposed to be fun and no matter what you yeah. get me it's, it's gonna mean a lot because oh, it comes no. from you but either way i'm gonna get a sample of it so i'm gonna be yeah. happy either way yeah but so, most of all listeners yeah. i hope our love of whiskey lifted your spirits Sweet. Let's see what this cat decides to do here.
<laughs> Do it. You know you want to go lay down over there. Go lay down, lay over, down there. over there. No. There, cat. Go Do it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. All right. Ready? Right. I'm good.